you know, I've been watching a lot of Star Trek recently. I don't know why, but I'm into it. And I love it when they're been like- on the Hallmark channel a lot? <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're like, uh, you know, the captain's always like battle stations and it gets my adrenaline rushing so hard. I'm like, let's go fight these Romulans. <laughs> That's where I'm at right now with Black Friday, Cyber Monday. Yeah. So this is our emergency room, red alert, battle stations. It's Black Friday, Cyber Monday episode. This is Limited Supply, the place for refreshingly real takes on what D2C is really like. We're your hosts, Nick and Moyes. Let's start talking about money. Smart operators know that actively managing cash flow is a real unlock to increase profits. Highbeam is a banking platform built to help brands do just this. Learn how Highbeam automatically saves brands thousands of dollars through high yield accounts, lines of credit, and cashback cards with a personalized savings estimate at highbeam.co slash limited supply. Okay, Nick, this is the last episode of season five. It is uh, the our last episode or possibly one of our last episodes, certainly, but right before Black Friday, Cyber Monday. Yeah, that's right. You know, I've been watching a lot of Star Trek recently. I don't know why, but I'm into it. And I love it when they're been like- on the Hallmark channel a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're like, uh, you know, the captain's always like battle stations and it gets my adrenaline rushing so hard. I'm like, let's go fight these Romulans. <laughs> That's where I'm at right now with Black Friday, Cyber Monday. Yeah. So this is our emergency room, red alert, battle stations. It's Black Friday, Cyber Monday episode. Awesome. Um, we're going to go over a bunch of stuff. Uh, first, we're going to go over a lot of performance of what happened last Black Friday and Cyber Monday, data Perfect. that I got from Triple Whale um, to help me understand, hey, what did revenue look like? What did orders look like? What did AOV? What does ad spend look like? What about emails from last year's Black Friday? And then we're going to go over some crazy strategies. You know, I remember in 30 Rock, there's a scene where Alec Baldwin's like brainstorming and he's like, there are no bad suggestions during brainstorming. We're going to go over some bad suggestions, but there are none during brainstorming awesome. for Black Friday. Creative marketing techniques is really perfect. Nice. That sounds awesome. Okay. So battle stations, you ready to go? I'm ready. Okay. So let's start uh, looking uh, at 2022 Black Friday, Cyber Monday. Now, clearly different year, you know, different economy a lot more, a little sort of coming out of COVID more than we are today, where sort of COVID is way behind us. Yeah. So we looked at, uh, Triple will give me this data, it looks at nearly 10,000 stores. Okay. And it excludes any stores that do less than $250,000 in revenue per year, because that'll give us, you know, if you're some, some guy just has a side hustle doing yeah. this, it might not be as relevant. Okay. So let me start out with the data from last year. On average, these stores, these 10,000 stores in the 90-day period before Black Friday, we're doing about $7,000 in revenue per day. Wow. Okay. Okay. Uh, 7,000 in revenue. Now there's 10,000 stores. Some of these stores are north of $100 million. Certainly some are around a million dollars. So there's all stores all in between that. Uh, over the Black Friday, Cyber Monday weekend, each day, they did about $23,000. So that went from $7,000 a day to $23,000 a day Got during it. the Black just Friday. Just during Black Friday. Not just Black Friday. Black Friday, the Saturday, weekend. Sunday, and Monday. Four-day period. Okay. So all of the numbers we're going to give is for this four-day period, but I'm looking at it on a per-day basis. You do, on average, $7,000 per day. You did $23,000 per day during the weekend, during the Black Friday, Cyber Monday weekend. 3.3x sales increase. Mm-hmm. Uh, orders. There were, these uh, businesses were doing 75 orders per day in the 90-day period before Black Friday. 
again, so that's like, you know, 75, like we looked at the quarter before Black Friday, and then we said, how many orders do they do during that quarter? And then let's make it per day so that we have a good understanding of like, quarter is a good time because yeah, you might've run a sale in there and that should count. But you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of business that happens in that quarter. Yep. During the uh, the Black Friday, Cyber Monday weekend, they did 227 orders per day. So went from 75 orders per day to 227 orders per day over a four-day period. Basically, a 3x increase in orders. AOV, $93 on average per day per store in the 90-day period before Black Friday, 101 during Black Friday. Wow. So a little less than 10% increase there. Yeah. What do you think of those numbers, I guess? 3x sales on revenue, 3x, you know, 3.3x revenue, 3x orders, 10% increase in AOV. What do you think of that number? 3x revenue sounds about right. 3x orders, I think sounds about right. I'm not 100% sure. The AOV, I feel like, is kind of lower than what I would expect. But I'm also a big fan of bundling on Black Friday. It seems like there's probably a, a large group of people who probably didn't and just offered maybe a flat sale. I would be interested in, I don't know if they have this info, but units per transaction, like how many units are in each order? Because that could tell us like how well the discounting was. Yeah, uh, I agree. So I'll tell you my thought. Yeah. Um, one is, uh, yeah, AOV increase seem low to me. Like, you know, 93 to $101. I was like, oh, that's it? Like, yeah. you know, this is where you're like, save 40% on order over $500. Right. Uh, you know what I mean? I just saw Costco, by the way. I saw this uh, thing on Instagram. I'm not even sure if it's true. They're offering the sale of an entire pallet worth of merchandise from Le Creuset. Like, yeah. you know, those Dutch ovens and yeah, those yeah. Like, ceramic products for like $4,500. It gets delivered to you, not in boxes, but on a pallet. It's got multiple <laughs> Dutch ovens, Just shows pots, up in the truck. pans, cups. Yeah, exactly. And they like deliver a pallet of Le Creuset products to you. Because they're like, hey, it's it's holiday season. Yeah. We are bundling everything you could possibly get from yeah. Le Creuset. So I'm a little surprised to see an AOV increase of only $9 or $8, I should say. It's not as big as I would have imagined. Yeah, I've always thought like two to three X AOV, your normal AOV should be your target for Black Friday. Wow, okay. Yeah. That's a big increase. Yeah. You know, I do, look, there's a little bit of like, it depends on what the brand is. If you're like true classics, you can do a lot of different things, right? You yeah. like, you can create a ton of different bundles where you're like, you get four pairs of boxers, five joggers, three shirts, and like, you know, uh, three hats, and you got a big bundle. Right. If you're native deodorant, you're like- Yeah, it's hard to go through do? it that yeah, fast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You can't be like, um, okay, we're going to sell you 40 uh, sticks of deodorant. You're, what are you going to do with 40 sticks of deodorant? Yeah. I think it depends like how fast, if it's a consumable, how fast you can consume. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, like, I guess that two and a half X, I'm thinking of Hint- where our AOV was 40, but then our Black Friday was 100. Yeah. I, I mean, I love products where you can consume, uh, you know, units per day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that is amazing. Okay. The other thing I would say, I'm a little surprised on the other side for, with in terms of revenue and orders. A 3x increase seems really high over the entire weekend. Like it's a four-day weekend. I would have imagined like Black Friday sort of does 4X, maybe even 5X sales. Yeah. But I would have imagined Saturday is much quieter. Sunday's maybe a little bit quieter. Cyber Monday, maybe two and a half X. Yeah. Uh, you know, I never really understood the concept of like a bell curve in school. Yeah. Because I didn't go to college. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't teach that in college. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, I would imagine like if you're a store that's doing uh, 5K a day, uh -huh. I think you could see a 50K Black Friday. But if you're a store doing 35K a day, I think it's fairly reasonable to get to like 100. 
Yeah, that's a good point. You're right. These are stores that are, you know, on average, possibly a little bit smaller than yeah. 7K a day. So yes, you're, you're, that, that's a great, great point. I was surprised to see 3X. Uh, like when I saw these numbers, I was like, wow, that's very different than I would have suspected. I would have suspected that the number of orders and number of revenue is not 3X the entire weekend. Like to sustain that is a lot. Yeah. Um, okay, let's move to emails. This was really tough because like I got this data from the Triple Wheel guys and they were generous to share it with me. But like... Um, what I didn't understand was uh, like emails are really hard because on average, I, I, I believe that the data indicated that there were 11 campaigns per store for the weekend. 11 campaigns per store for the week. Okay, wow. Uh, so, so, so during so that two four to three per day. Yeah, the hard part for me to understand is like, you know, I'm not sure if you send the exact same campaign to the entire list. So for instance, if you're Steve yeah. at Cuts, you might send a different campaign to people who bought female clothing than people who bought male clothing, right? Sure. Maybe it's not save 30% off both, or maybe it is save 30% off both, but you want different ad creative in each one, right? Right. You don't want the women to get men's shirts and the men to get women's sports bras. It wouldn't make any sense. You're going to decrease your conversion rate. Right. So he might send out, instead of one campaign that ordinarily people would send out, he might send out two separate campaigns. Yeah. And so then I'm like, what? When I started thinking about that, I was like, okay, it's really hard to understand how many campaigns per store are being sent out. Like I was trying to think, okay, if you're sending out 11 campaigns per store for the weekend, what does that mean? Like, right. you know, does that mean you're sending out three on Black Friday, three on Cyber Monday, and then, uh, you know, possibly two to three over the weekend? Or what does that look like? But I, then I was like, fuck, I've got no idea because Steve could be sending out five emails, you know, yeah. one for men, one for women, you know, one for every, you know, he could be sending out a lot, segmented even further, right? People are like, I only bought sports bras. I only buy sports bras. Maybe he creates a separate set yeah, of campaign just for, for that. that. So then I was like, okay, that maybe that 11 campaigns per store for the weekend isn't super helpful information. But then I did get email in, uh, information. Average open rate during these uh, time period was 49%. Average click through rate is last 1%. Year? This is all last year. Interesting. For Black Friday, Cyber Monday information from Got last it. year. So, you know, how do you think that changes this year? Well, I was asking because I don't remember when the iOS change went into effect where it counts opens. Yeah. But the click-through rate of 1%, I actually don't know where that benchmarks. It sounds about normal. Yeah. If you were looking in your Clavio right now, yeah. 1%, they'd say like good. They wouldn't say great. Right. And they wouldn't say like room for improvement. Like beta, you got an A minus. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah, that's right. That, yeah. This is probably, uh, yeah, somewhere between an A minus and a B plus. Yeah. And I thought these were good numbers, but you're right. Like, you know what? I, actually, I, I think they're good numbers. And what I would say about the open rate is it sounds really good. Um, and Actually, the CTR rate sounds really good too, now that I think about it. Yeah. Because- I think most e-commerce brands, when they're doing email segmentation, they're always like, look, we want to make sure that we maintain a high open rate and really good deliverability. So we have a lot of like, you have to be active and have opened up an email in the last yeah. 90 days, yeah. 120 days. Black Friday, all of those rules are out the window. <laughs> yeah. Every list, you know, this somebody unsubscribed, you resubscribe them. You know, somebody said, like, you, you know, they're not, they go marked you a spam, you send them another email. Yeah. It's Black Friday, baby. <laughs> yeah. You're, I'm going to win you back today. <laughs> And so I think that like that is a really high open rate. Like I would expect this open rate for an ordinary email that you're sending out where you've made sure that you're yeah, you like excluding, yeah, yeah excluding people who aren't active. This is a good open rate for an email where you shouldn't be excluding anybody. You should email literally everybody that's ever thought of your brand if you have their email address and a pretty good click through rate too. I think if you think about it in that way, yeah, especially thinking about all of the emails that somebody is getting on Black Friday, that click through rates feels pretty strong. Yeah. One thought I always have too is, is especially during sale periods, 
especially on Black Friday, I think it's hard. It, people get confused or sometimes they can't easily find what is the deal from the brand. And I think if you're a brand with fewer SKUs, your job is not even to get the click, but just to make somebody aware of what the promo is. And if you're somebody like Cuts, your job is to get somebody to the site so that they can then browse on their own what type of deal they want to put together, what they want yeah. to get that's on sale. Let me ask you a question I just thought of when you are uh, when you were saying that is, okay, so in my email, I say save 30% on, I'll go with cuts. I have no idea what Steve's doing. Save 30% on cuts. I click that email. I get to, and I, there's a big sign, a big hero image. You're going to save 30%. The coupon code is auto-applied, all that kind of stuff. Makes a ton of sense. What if I go to Cuts' own website without clicking the email link? Should they give me the 30% discount? Should they show the 30% discount? Like, basically, this is traffic. They may have come through a friend referral. I could have been like, hey, Nick, you should check out Cuts. I really like their joggers. And then you're like, let me go to Cuts. Do you need to see that? Should you see that 30% or not? I think if it's a normal, non-Black Friday period, then I think what you're saying makes sense. Like, you don't have to show discount up front. But I think if it is Black Friday, like I would go to the cut site to look for that deal. Yeah. Or I would go to their Instagram to look for that deal. Yeah. And I get really frustrated when brands don't make it obvious either on social or on email, like what their deal is. Yeah. Cause then I'm just like, okay, well maybe I'm not gonna shop from here then. Yeah. You know, if there's no deal. Yeah. So basically what you're saying is show the discount to everybody that hits the page. You not it's yeah. not link specific. It's not like, okay, this per you're not trying to like uh, price segregate basically, or, uh, you know, where you're price discriminate rather, where you're like, this person's ready to pay more. They didn't right. see the discount. Let me get them to pay full price. Let me get the person who did click the email to pay discount. You're like discount for everybody. It's Black Friday. That's why people are showing up. Yeah. One thing you could do, which is still a little slimy, but it's probably, probably allowed is like the code will only auto apply when you click from the email. So it's like the the link has that redirect of the code in the email link yeah. versus when you get to the site, it just tells you use this code to, to use. But the problem is like, if you do that and somebody doesn't, then it just makes for a customer service inbound. But I don't know what percentage, like kind of like the gift cards would just not care. Here's my thought about coupon codes as you're doing Black Friday. If you're offering a free gift with purchase, you better auto apply it because a lot of people are going to be like, I didn't, I forgot to apply yeah. the code, apply it now. And you're like, your package already shipped. Yeah. Then you I can't do extra. anything. Now I got to pay another pick and pack fee, another postage fee yeah. to get you your free gift. That really sucks for me. Yeah. If you're doing a percentage discount, I'm not entirely sure. Like I, I like auto apply. Don't get me wrong. I'm not entirely sure there isn't some sort of great sense of satisfaction for a customer to be like VIP in the coupon code box and see a discount come up. Do you know what I mean? Like apply the coupon code and get a sense of like, wow, I'm saving a lot of money. Because if you just auto apply it and you get to the cart page and you're like, okay, you know, it's $100, I get 30% off, I'm paying $70. But like, if you see $100, put in VIP, see the $30 come off, mm, you feel, I, I think there is a sense of like, I feel it. I'm yeah, like, this, like, I feel I this. Did that. I saved 30 bucks. That's right, yeah, yeah. It's a good point. I'm not sure if there's a benefit to doing that. Uh, yeah. I do think as a consumer, there is a little bit of like, yeah, look at me. I'm you know awesome. what you probably could do? Because Shopify checkout is very hard to, especially now it's impossible to edit. But there is that banner at the top that you can fit outfit with an image. Yeah. You could put there like, you know, Black Friday, don't forget to use code, yeah. you know, hexclad30 and you put it in or BF30. Yeah. That way you still see it and you put it in yourself. Yeah. But yeah, that's an interesting thought. 
The other thing I would do is um, all, all the things I, uh, you said I agree with, which is put it right in the top banner, whatever the coupon yeah. code is, whatever the promo is. So it follows people along every single page. They're on the cart page. They're on the product page. They're on the home page. They're on the fucking about us page. There should be a banner at the top. Save 30% on whatever this brand is. Yeah. And then the other thing I would do that I'd be careful about is in that email, when I'm sending out an email, I would put a timer. And I would have that timer like end that day. Look, uh, literally everyone listening to this is going to extend their Black Friday sale, and it's not going (laughs) to. If you don't extend your Black Friday sale, I will be shocked. You email me if you don't extend it, and I I believe my email box will not get any of those. But uh, if you don't, you're also. I think you're also making a mistake. You should. Yeah. Uh, But um, put a timer in on that block. So when they open up that Black Friday email, looks like there's you know 23 hours left, 20 hours left, Mm -hmm. whatever time it is. So that that's going to incentivize. That's going to encourage people to click and make that purchase right away. One other thought was you could you could incentivize the first X amount of orders. So if you normally get 75 orders a day, you know you could incentivize the first hundred people to get a free gift. Uh, if you're a massive company, For sure. yeah, the first yeah. thousand people yeah, to get yeah. a free gift. It doesn't even look, um, if you write f- first 500 customers only yeah. free gift, everybody's going to go every look, you know, and you give are, it to everybody. That's right. You give it to yeah. everybody. Like this, this, if you were doing that, this is how I do it. Yeah. First 500 customers only in the morning, that email. Yeah. Cause then everyone's like, I better purchase now because this is going to expire when 500 people right. use it. And I better purchase right now. Yeah. Doesn't expire. Second email, you know, maybe at noon, Still, you know, only 252 left. Yeah. You know, third email at night, I would remove that entirely. Like nobody even knows that there was a limitation. You know what I mean? So that way I just write free gift then. So start with only 500, only 262 left. Everybody can get it. Yeah. Yeah. Makes me worried that the FTC people might be listening to this. I know. I had that thought just now too. <laughs> so this is a this yeah. is a comedy podcast yeah, yeah, now. That's right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're just joking. Uh, but I, I do think writing first five hundred people only is like you want to create a. I, I like to think of that movie Jumanji where you see like a stampede of animals running towards you and yeah. you yell Jumanji. Instead, you yell first five hundred only, <laughs> yeah. and all like the rhino runs towards you. And uh, so that's the way I think you got to uh, think about it, which is you got to get people to rush to you. Look, there's only a certain number of dollars they have in their pocketbook. Yeah. You want them to purchase with you in the morning. Right. Because by, in the Before evening, that wallet's going to be empty. 100%. Yeah. That's another thing people don't think about. What do you think is that average wallet share on Black Friday? I always, in, in my head, I always think $1,000. Is how much um, somebody can spend? Yeah. But I think it's less. It's probably 500. And I think you've got 500 bucks in Black Friday in total, where you've got to pick at, you know, you've got to get a share of that 500 bucks. Yeah. Uh, that's, I mean, I've got no idea. I, I'm sure, like, I'm sure it's so dependent on your socioeconomic, like, demographic. You know, yeah. if you're Le Creuset, I bet it's a lot more than $500 because, like, not, because, you know, people who buy Le Creuset Dutch ovens are, that's like $400 item. And yeah. it's a Dutch oven. Like, you know, you must be wealthy to be able to purchase a $400. I don't even know what the oven. fuck a Dutch oven does. Um, it's to cook stews. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I've never used one, but uh, people have used one to cook for me. <laughs> and uh, it, it, they taste like, you know, the food tastes amazing. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's like a big, it's a, like a little uh, pot like this with a, it's porcelain. It's got like a porcelain lid. It's really nice. You'd, you'd recognize it because it's like a brand yeah. that you'd recognize. And like, they have this insane warranty where they're like, if this thing chips, after you give it to your daughter, if it chips when she has it, she can call Le Creuset and they'll replace it right away. Wow. Like that's the That's policy, crazy. Because they're like, this is so good. Damn. Uh, okay, let's move on from emails then and get into ads for Black Friday. Okay, so 
on average across these stores, this was a, uh, actually, I didn't write this down, but I'm nearly certain there were fewer stores in terms of an N for ads when we were looking at ads than there were overall revenue and orders. So this is not over across 10,000 stores. It's across fewer stores, but I don't remember how many. Uh, but on average, these businesses were spending $10,500 per day on Facebook ads the weekend before Black Friday, Cyber Monday. That's a little weird considering they had $7,000 in revenue on average I was just thinking per day. That. But like, that $7,000 in average revenue per day was across a 90-day period. So it could have been very, like it, they could okay. have juiced up ad spend because like getting ready for Black Friday, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so they could have certainly juiced it up. But even here, like 17000 to 23000 can't be a lot of room for profit there. Uh, they were spending $17,000 in ads, in ad spend on Black. Okay, yeah. The other thing I would say is this is a different N, so the stores are not going to be comparable. Okay, got Cause, it. Because there were 10,000 stores that were, uh, in terms of revenue orders and AOV, it was a different, a different uh, number of stores spending. for ads. So yeah. it could have been like very different. Okay. It, it probably was, frankly, higher, like um, more... I shouldn't say more successful, higher revenue stores when it comes to ads. Okay. Like those it. are the companies that are hooking up their ad platform with Triple Whale, the guys who are, you know, living and dying by Facebook ads. Yeah. So these, like, these businesses do more revenue than the revenue numbers I quoted earlier. Does that make sense? Got it. Okay. So, like, you can't use say, okay, they did $7,000 in revenue and they did spend 10500 These are different businesses we're looking at. Yep. But on average, across the, you know, this was several hundred, if not several thousand businesses from an ad perspective, they were spending $10,500 in ad spend the weekend before Black Friday, Cyber Monday. During the Black Friday, Cyber Monday, they were spending $17,000, an increase of 70%. Huh. Google Ads, also a 70% increase. Pinterest, 32% increase. And amazingly, Pinterest was the only business where the ROAS got worse during Black Friday, Cyber Monday than before. I feel like that makes sense. People tend to find that there's a ceiling, a very small ceiling to Pinterest. Yeah. Uh, it's just like, man, they, they're already at it. Like, you know, even yeah. Black Friday, Cyber Monday, that ceiling doesn't move, yeah. doesn't move 32%. Like, Whoever it's Black like, Friday. runs their ads business needs to just resign. The, the Pinterest ad platform, uh, have you ever used it? Once it is so difficult. Like first, all the times are in GMT. So if you're like, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Like, you know, I, you're like, okay, how much have I spent today? You're like, oh yeah, this is in GMT time zone. <laughs> yeah. So I have no fucking idea. What time what is GMT it in Greece? <laughs> it's like you know, it's like if I said, hey, how's the weather outside? And you answered Celsius in America, and I'd be like, yeah. what the, the fucking small number <laughs> yeah. doesn't mean anything to me. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. That's what Pinterest ad platform is like. I'm like, GMT, you're giving me GMT. Yeah. What does this mean? Not only that, but like the platform UI makes you feel like you're playing at like the McDonald's like play right. place yeah, 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 of yeah, ad yeah. platform. That's right. Yeah, it's yeah. the most childish ad platform I've ever seen. And it's been around for like seven years, which yeah. is shocking. Um, so, I, I, but that, uh, you know, we digress. Pinterest ads, 32% increase, ROAS went down. Snap, you know, it wasn't even a material number. Uh, uh, so I didn't even write it down, but I did look at it and I was like, okay, I wrote down not a material number. <laughs> uh, yeah. What do you think of that ad increase? Like 70% ad increase on Facebook, on Google, 32% on Pinterest. Is that what you would have expected? Yeah, that sounds about right. Because I feel like too, you're, you know, you're not only just increasing budgets, but you're basically, you're getting all of that dust that's been created over the last four months and sweeping it into the pan. Yeah you're just buying the ability to get in front of more eyeballs who've interacted with you. Let me ask a question on the Facebook ads. How much of the creative changes? So yes, you must create ads that say Black Friday sale right now. Anybody who opens up your emails and doesn't make a purchase, 
or clicks the email, certainly, and doesn't make a purchase, you should be retargeting like there's no tomorrow and saying Black Friday, 30% off, Sharma Brands hats, uh, come right now. Yeah. No question about that. Should most of your ads change? Should most of your ads start talking about Black Friday or should most of them not change and you're just like ad? Like, I guess what I'm saying is, let's say there's a block of ads right here that you've been running for three months. Yeah. Do you turn those all off and turn them on only Black Friday no, ads or do you stack not. on Black Friday I think Friday you stack ads? it on. Okay. Yeah, you stack it on and I think you see what works. We've seen that in some cases, we have a couple brands that we launched ads for Black Friday but they felt evergreen. So they they didn't directly call out Black Friday in the ad, but the landing page it went to talked all about Black Friday. Those ads, because they were run through Black Friday with heavy spend, built up an insane amount of social proof in the likes and the comments. And then we just changed the, the redirect uh, on the lander yeah. to back to an evergreen one later. And we've had an ad that's been running for three years straight. Wow. In other cases, we will also upload... You know, usually like the Black Friday ads, we'll use it against people who already know the brand. Like they already understand why they would want to come by and they've maybe interacted with us on the as a page engager. Uh, we've got their email. They're a 1% lookalike, maybe a 2% lookalike. You know, if it's a category leading brand, then maybe you just target the category. But yeah, I think you can keep running your evergreen stuff. You just want to make sure, you know, like it comes down to if your evergreen ads are good and they're getting the click, then I think that job is done. The next job is then when they get after the click, how do you make sure they understand what the Black Friday deal is? Uh, that's a really good point. Uh, I think that like, you know, the, the first thing you mentioned was uh, the people who are looking at these ads are people who already understand the brand often. And yeah. like, it's not like you're convincing them to use an aluminum free deodorant. Right. You're just convincing them to purchase. You're just like, hey, remember us? Yeah. We're now on sale. Yeah. And you can try us now for cheaper. So all of the ads that sort of were like, uh, you know, if it was native, for instance, and we'd write, uh, you know, prevents odors and like eliminates wetness and that kind of stuff. All that is out the window here on Black Friday. The ads don't say that. They say save, save, save. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I like it. I remember last year, last year was the first year where TikTok was really a thing and people were investing a lot of time and money behind it. And I, I remember this very clearly. Black Friday, TikTok failed e-commerce. Yeah. It was a disaster. Everyone was like, oh man, we found a new alternative to Facebook. And at the end of the Black Friday, like, Cyber Monday, uh, 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 yeah, weekend, they're like, uh, no, there is no alternative. Yeah. And that was really the weekend where I thought that TikTok, you know, TikTok not fell off of a cliff, certainly, but it's uh, hype in the e-commerce community is the next alternative to Facebook ended. What happens this year with TikTok? I don't know. I don't know if it's going to have the same. One problem is like we compare everything to Meta. Yeah. And Google, which is yeah. just like, they're on a different level. You know, like they're they're yeah. a cruise ship and TikTok is like a sailboat with a, with a fancy motor, basically. But I do think, you know, one thing we have seen work well recently on TikTok is just whitelisting verified accounts that create content that does decent organically. It doesn't have to do amazing organically, yeah. but it does decent. And I also think it depends on the category. Like if you're... If you're selling something that, uh, or not the category, but the brand, if you're selling something that is somewhat trendy and like in the cultural zeitgeist or maybe celebrity backed or celebrity founded, then I think you have a much better shot at TikTok than if you are just selling another product. I also think that this year, TikTok has the TikTok shop integration, which it didn't have last year. 
And so I think the strategy on TikTok is a little different where one, you're probably focused on seeding and trying to get people to post and, and you get commission. But secondly, you can now run ads where you click the button and it just opens the TikTok shop right there yeah. and you make the purchase. So I'd be curious to see how that pans out, but I'm not 100% sure. That is a great point about TikTok shop. And you're absolutely right about celebrities and TikTok. I, I, you know, I think that this year people will invest a lot less, a lot less, you know, as a percentage, it'll probably still go up because, yeah. you know, it's TikTok is still so new and growing so quickly. But I think uh, e-commerce advertisers will be a lot more cautious about investing time and resources, creating a bunch of videos where they're like, maybe we have to check the box that we're advertising on TikTok. But I think a lot of brands have sort of already abandoned it. And they're like, you know what? It's better we spend more time on Meta, more time on Google, maybe even more time on Pinterest um, yeah. than spend a lot of time creating TikToks because it didn't do well for us last year and we still have trauma from that. Yeah. Nick, I really love Highbeam's 4.5% high yield accounts. The worst part was when like, you know, you're running a business and you're actually making money and your bank account is going up and up and the cash is doing nothing for you. And you're just like, I got to figure out what to do with this cash. I got another thing to do on my to-do list. And with a high beam 4.5%, you basically start earning interest the moment you get a deposit from Stripe or Shopify or whoever it is. And so I love it. You feel like you're running a business really efficiently. And for every dollar you have in your account, you're making money. You couldn't have done this a year ago when interest rates were zero, but now they're as high as they are. It's totally worth making sure that you get as much interest as possible on any cash you have. Not only that, but every account with Highbeam is insured, fully insured, up to $2.5 million uh, with the FDIC. So you don't even have to worry about it. Okay. So that's a wrap of like pass of last year's performance. Revenue up 3x, orders up 3x, AOV up 9%, good email open rates, and you know ad spend up certainly. ROAS on ad spend up except on Pinterest. Okay, let me throw out uh, uh, like you know I was I was preparing for this and I was like, what are crazy ways to advertise on Black Friday and Cyber Monday? Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the things that you had always mentioned was you create a Facebook invite. Yeah, and I thought. What if I'm a small brand? You know, if I'm true classics, I wouldn't do this. But what if I'm a small brand? I go into Clavio and I'm like, let me get all my Gmail customers. Maybe I've got 500 and I send them all calendar invites on Gmail. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hey, forget about your Facebook stuff. Yeah. You know, uh, let me send you a calendar invite from our brand saying Black Friday email starts. There's 500 of you. There's 2000 of you. I think I can just send this email out as a calendar invite. Is that a crazy thing to do? It's not a crazy thing to do. I don't know that I would even be pissed off if like a brand did that to me. I think I'd be like, oh, that's maybe weird, but also kind of cool that yeah. you guys did that. Yeah, that's right. And I um, think that right now you can get away with that because nobody's doing this. Yeah, exactly. I think if 20 brands did this, I'd yeah. be like, oh I'm going to fucking kill you all yeah. of you. <laughs> yeah. But when there's only one brand doing it, I yeah. think you can Then I like, think you're fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's got to be some way to do that where you can basically just mass invite people. Yeah, I think you can do it on Gmail. Like, yeah, just filter just out your Clavio, uh, you know, accounts yeah. for Gmail people. Put them in the BCC line and send them a calendar invite. Yeah, um, I think you can do that. I'm not entirely sure, but I think it's a great idea if you can. That is a good idea. Um, okay, here are a couple other ideas. One one thing yeah, there please. too is is you just want to make sure you account for time zones. So yes. you probably want to do it at like 2 p.m. Eastern. Why can't I just do it at 5 a.m.? Because I think like when I talk about doing it from Facebook, like yeah. the Facebook event, the advantage is the push notification. Yeah. So here in a calendar, typically you get your notification 10 minutes prior. Yeah. 
So if you did it for like yeah. 12, 10 gotcha. p.m., yeah. then yeah. everybody gets a notification at 9 a.m. on the West Coast yeah. and noon on the East Coast. That's a great point. Okay, yes, you're right. I take it back. Um, that makes sense. Because if you get it, if you do it at 5 a.m., then they get it at 2 a.m. Yeah, and they might, wake, and yeah. this also might be, there might be like, if it's a person, because mostly there are personal emails, most of these people probably aren't looking at their calendars. Yeah. You know, like we look at our calendars a lot. Well, you, yeah, I guess you, you, you look at your calendar a lot. I look at it because it's tied to my work. Yeah. But you know, like if, like my mom would never look at her calendar. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. 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 yeah but if it's on their phone, they get the notification. Then they at least yeah, get the notification point. point yeah. yeah. Okay. Here are a couple other ideas. One is... If you're the CEO of a brand, and I think it could be any brand, no matter what size you are, it could be Apple for God's sakes. But this is really, if you're like True Classics, Cuts, HexCloud, doesn't matter. Your top 100 customers, send them a personal note from the CEO. Even if it's not a dis, even if you're sending a regular discount one, I would still send them a personal note and say, "Hey Nick, you're one of our best customers over the last year mm -hmm. at HexCloud, at Charmer Brands, or whatever it is." I'm the CEO of the business. I want to know. I want you to know that I know who you are. I really appreciate you. We appreciate you. We're really grateful for your business, and we're going to do whatever we can to continue to earn that business. And we're grateful for your uh, for you know your business in 2023, and we really hope we can earn your business in 2024. Yeah, like just a note like that, where you're like, forget about if you want to throw in a coupon, great, throw in a coupon. But if you just send a note like that, yeah. your It'll top 100 excited. customers are going to be like, holy fuck, totally. this is great, totally. And I think that would work even if you're true classic size. Agreed. Yeah. You know, that that gave me another idea, which is there's a brand we both invested in. And one of the things that we did was we just sent out a survey to their email list of probably five or 6,000 people. And it was just their best customers. And we got, I think, 1,800-ish responses. Yeah. And all of it had fairly actionable, like it was multiple choice. So it was very clear, like what they yeah. liked or what they didn't like. You know, you, you could do this now, like uh, you could do this, this comes out at the end of October. So you could do this right when this comes out. And then for your Black Friday, you could have it come from the CEO and be like, I noticed you weren't a fan of this, but we fixed this yeah. and it's now live on the site. So thanks for your feedback. Yeah. But around Black Friday, which is like the purchase, the shopping yeah, intense sure. high, yeah, yeah, and you hit them right in the heart yeah, based yeah. on their own data. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, you're like, I solved the problem you had. Yeah, so it's like, okay, I'm listening to you. We really yeah. appreciate you. You know, you guilted them to spend money. Yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah exactly. Really uh, I think that's a great idea. Um, I, here's a couple other things. Send out an email to your top 1,000 customers with a note with a coupon code that makes them feel great. So like instead of sending save 30%, which will go into promotions tab, yeah. send a Gmail email to a thousand customers, 10,000 customers saying, Hey, you're a VIP customer. Everyone's getting 30%, but you're going to get 35%. They mm -hmm. see the 30% email. They see this note with a 35% email. They feel really good about it. I like that. Um, here's one that I think is harder to execute, but just based on timeline, Talk to one of these direct mail companies. Postpilot is certainly one. There's another one that was started by the girls who started Minibar. Forgot what it's called. Uh, send them a postcard that lands, you know, two days before Black Friday. Black Holy Friday great. sale coming up. People are in a shopping mood. They're going to take that card. They're going to see it later on. They might even get their mail on Thanksgiving or the day before Thanksgiving. Have the coupon code work for them exclusively. Say Black Friday sale starts early for you. Yeah. Um, and I wonder, I'm not sure if Postpilot can do this, but like if you've got the name that you're sending it to, right? Like they send it to Moise Ali. Mm -hmm. Say Black Friday sale starts early for you, Moise. Right. Um, if you could customize it that way, I think it'd be really great. Yeah, I agree. I've always thought... The Black Friday postcard is totally worth it. They also have a, a sister company called Handwrite, 
where you can get robots to handwrite cards, like holding a pen. And um, you could basically be like, hey, Moyes, you know, this is Lauren from the customer happiness team. We've been going through our best customers and saw that you're one of the best. We wanted to give you this discount before Black Friday starts. Yeah, that's great. And yeah. how much does it cost to get a handwritten card, actually? I tried to investigate this in China recently, and I was like, I talked to a Chinese person, a uh, Chinese manufacturer, not just a Chinese. <laughs> I didn't just run into a random Chinese person who was like, hey, how much does it cost to, <laughs> to manufacture cards in China? I was like, Chinese manufacturer that sells cards. Uh, I'm not that racist. And I said, hey, buddy. Um, just a little. <laughs> <laughs> I said, hey, uh, what, uh, you know, I want to get a handwritten insert card. What is the cost? Yeah. And I want to get 100,000 of them. Yeah. And um, they're like, there's no equipment here in China to do that. Like nobody has done that. And I was like, that can't be the case. Yeah. So I think I talked to the wrong person. Then they quoted me an insane amount. I was like, because they were like, okay, we've just found some, like a lot of people who will write it. So you'll get 100,000 actual handwritten ones from China, from Chinese people. And I was like, that's insane. But what is the cost of Postpilot? So over a thousand, it says to contact. So 500 to 999 is 245 per card. It includes the card, the envelope, the writing, and the postage. I'd imagine if you're buying, you know, 10,000, you probably yeah. get it for like two bucks. You know, there's this guy named Bill D'Alessandro. I'm pretty sure he tweeted this recently. Yeah. Do you know what I'm about to say? No. He, he's like, he runs uh, some brand in like North Carolina or something. Yeah. And he's like, um, don't make me contact you for pricing. Just how about yeah. we, sa everyone saves a bunch of time and just tell me what it is in this email. Yeah. Uh, and that's how I feel when I see call for pricing. Oh, I'm yeah. Like, oh, no. I know. <laughs> I actually um, recently got an ad on Instagram from an agency that was doing ad creative. And I thought, wow, this is awesome. Like I should, I should check out what, what this costs. Yeah. So I swiped up and it's like book a demo. And I'm like, you fuckers, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. have time for a demo. Yeah. Just tell me how much it is. So then I started thinking, okay, this is interesting. Cause we have the same problem with hooks. Yeah. Like you basically kind of have to get on a call for us to walk you through it and all that. But yeah. I'd imagine most people just want to know yeah. the whole deal. And so we're going to try building a chatbot, which basically just takes all of our sales calls and it puts it into a chatbot. I thought Hooks was $5,000 for five landing pages. Am no, per page. Per pa $5,000 per page? Per page. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we do everything. The wireframing, all the copy, yeah, yeah. the okay, angle yeah. development. Yeah. But so there is like some flat fee-ish there. But like maybe yeah. if you're buying 10, you get a discount. Or something. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, gotcha. If you're buying three or five, those are usually the breaks. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I hate these sales calls and I've never done one with Postpilot, so I can't speak to them. But like others, other guys will be like, I have to see if I can get my manager to approve this. And right, like, yeah. Fuck you and fuck yeah. your manager. Turn around yeah. and ask him. <laughs> yeah. I, know, I know the game here. This yeah. isn't some special pricing. Yeah. This is the pricing you offer everybody. So yeah. let's not pretend. Yeah. And there's some that don't even understand their own product. I've not seen, I'm like, hey, I want to do this. And they're like, I don't think we offer that. I was like, God, is there anybody who, <laughs> I, I'm like, like, I don't know where, what's wrong. Uh, yeah. Like, I want to talk to your CEO and beat him over the head with a broomstick. Because there's there's an insane amount of B two B companies that don't know how to talk about what they do. Yeah, yeah they just sure. jumble and fumble jargon, and uh, people want to pull their hair out. Yeah, the sales guys are just inexperienced and don't know how to sell the product, yeah. and don't even understand how to like talk to you about your needs. Yeah, you're like, hey, I'm on a, a site, uh, I'm on WooCommerce, and they're like, well, let me tell you what we can do for Shopify, and I'm like, that's all <laughs> irrelevant. Uh, <laughs> go, I, I honestly, I want to like talk, I want to get have them connect. To with one of those guys from India yeah. who just tries to sell you stuff. So I'm like, you guys chat with each other. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, okay, open your bank now. Yeah, that's right. yeah, yeah. yeah send me you three Target refund? gift cards. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. 
So we talked about uh, the post-pilot card. We talked about sending a note to a thousand customers with the coupon code that's greater than your other coupon code. Sending an email to your top 100 customers from the CEO. A calendar invite in Gmail. Here's one thing I was thinking, because I was like, what is Athletic Greens going to do for mm-hmm. Black Friday? Like, what do you do if you're a subscription-only business? Yeah. Be, you know, yes, you can say, hey, uh, new customers, we're offering a crazy subscription discount. Yeah. You know, you're buying, I don't know, what, like, let's say, you're, let's say Hint was subscription only. Hey, your first three cases are free, and then you subscribe, uh, you know, at Hint, or first three cases for a dollar each on Black yeah. Friday. But what do you do with your existing customer base, which is 90% of your revenue? They're already subscribers, right? You can't mm-hmm. hit them again. Can you? What I would do is... I would say something like, you know, so obviously, yeah, new subscribers, you give them a deal. Existing subscribers, you don't want them to feel left out and you don't want them to cancel and resubscribe just to get the deal. But you also don't want a discount because they're about to get something in the next week anyway. Yeah. And so I think, well, one, as best as you can, you just try to hide it. Sure. But second, I think what you could do is try to try to make a barter. So... Moyes, you're subscribed to Athletic Greens. (laughs) If you... um, you know, actually, I don't know how you would do this from a tech standpoint, but I, what I was thinking was like, you know, if you tweet your link, if one person signs up, like we'll copy your next, we'll copy yeah, your next month. Gotcha. That's good. But idea. it's like, it's a very, it's a huge barter in your favor. Yeah. It's a better deal than you canceling yeah. and resubscribing, but there's something in it for them, which is like, they get one new net yeah. new subscriber out of it. Uh, that's a great idea. I, I look, I had that and I was like, I just have no idea what to do if you're a subscription only business and you're trying yeah. to target people. You know, the vast majority of your list are people who are customers already. Yeah. I mean, the, the benefit of subscription, obviously, is you wake up to revenue. Yeah. The downside is you can never really run a sale greater than your subscriber offer. That's right. Because then you just lose subscribers. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Here are two other things that I think that people don't think about. One is people who've unsubscribed. So if you've subscribed to Athletic Greens and then churned, uh, which I would imagine is like, you know, Athletic Greens, you know, I, I, let's let's see. I'm using Athletic Greens as an example. I have no information about them. I would imagine the churn list is even larger than the size of the people still getting it because mm-hmm. they've been around for several years. And I can't imagine a lot of people are like taking that green powder for three years in a row, right? Yeah. I would be like, hey, it's the spirit of giving. We forgive you for unsubscribing. Here's a 50% discount. Subscribe again. Like, I think a lot of people are not uh, going after their churned customers. Like, they're going after, here's our email list. Yeah. But if you're a subscription company and you've got churned customers, you want to get those people back. The hard thing to do is, like, a lot of those people probably just churned because they had too much product. So I don't know what happens when you give them a 50% discount. But I think you still got to, you could say, this person churned over a year ago has not made another purchase. Give them a 50% discount. Yeah, I would even go to that that customer and be like, we'll give you 50%. If you subscribe, if you pay up front for the next three months, yeah, that way you get some sort of a lock-in. Yeah. But you know who does this really well is HelloFresh. They have the most dialed-in winbacks, really? emails, and also in their app. It's insane. Like, you know how you get 75% off HelloFresh? Yeah. You sign up for a month, and with the 75% off code, you cancel, you wait a week, and they, they get you back with 75% off. Yeah, I would imagine those guys are really good because their AOV is so high yeah. and their LTV is probably so high and their CAC is a billion dollars. <laughs> so they're like, we really need to make sure you purchase again. Uh, but yeah, I would go out, like, I would definitely go after churn customers. I don't know how to go after unsubscribed people. I think you can't do that. Maybe legally. 
But you could send them postcards. Yes. Yeah. So you could send them postcards. And say, we and... forgive you. Y- yeah, exactly. Yeah. We forgive you, I put everywhere. Yeah. Because then people are like, well, I didn't do anything wrong. But <laughs> yeah. then they read the rest of it. Right. And yeah, I would just offer a big discount there. The other thing I would say here is if you're trying to sell your business and you're a consumable product or really any type of product probably, one of the things an acquirer is going to look for is what is your repeat purchase rate? And they're generally not going to look too deep into it to be like, okay, how many of these people bought during a discounted sale on Black Friday? Right. But you know uh, what you do want to be able to say is the customer from November 2021 purchased again. You know, they didn't just purchase once, they purchased again. We have a high repeat purchase rate. And the way right. we do that could be that guy from November 2021, for all intents and purposes, is gone, right? Like it's been two years. Yeah. He hasn't made a purchase. This is the opportunity to boost that repeat purchase rate in a way to position yourself if you're trying to sell your business. And this isn't like, you know, if the FTC says something about this, I'm okay with it because this is where I feel like I'm on solid ground. You're genuinely getting a new customer. You're just providing them an incredible discount, 50% off to boost that repeat purchase rate. This guy's been gone for two years. Everyone thinks of him as dead. Right. You brought him back to life. You've CPR'd him with a discount. And now when you're going to sell your business, if you're trying to do that in the next three months or six months, you're like, look, we are repeat purchase rate is higher that you know we think that we have a good repeat purchase rate. The way we did that may have been through a high discount on Black Friday, but this is the right. time that everyone's okay with discounting. Yeah. So like CPR that customer back if you're trying to position yourself for a sale or yeah. a fundraise for that matter of fact. Yep. Okay, the final thing I want to talk about for Black Friday, Cyber Monday is just emails on Black Friday because I would have the, like, you know, I don't know how many people ask you, people ask me all the time, how many emails should I be sending out Black Friday? I think that at a minimum, you should be sending out three emails. And um, so on Black, uh, like, you know, I think Black Friday's sales can start whenever you want. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a little surprised I haven't seen any already. In fact, I probably have. <laughs> There's one company I know constantly on Facebook, they're running ads. Oh, it's I've seen Prime this. Day sale. Yeah, it's yeah, our yeah. Prime Day sale. Yeah. And I'm like, it's, you know, it's March. It's, <laughs> yeah. Or they'll be like, uh, Black Friday sale is still on and yeah. it'll be, you know, July. And I'm like, yeah. God. Uh, and they're like, uh, you know, I talked to them because I reached out to them and I was like, what's going on here? Is it, it just I, works probably. Yeah, I was like, hey, yeah. is this ad? Probably in, just like, has high click through. You forgot to turn this ad off? And they're like, no, we didn't. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, fuck. Okay. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so I don't know when you start your Black Friday sale. Does it like, you know, th- that's a decision you get to make yourself, obviously. Uh, all these are decisions you get to make yourself. On Thursday, I always send out, if you're not going to send out a Black Friday email, that's your call. I would at least send out an email that says, Happy Thanksgiving. No discount, nothing. Just Happy Thanksgiving from our family to yours. Mm-hmm. We love you. It's, you know, this American holiday created by Abraham Lincoln. Uh, don't forget about us. Uh, you know, Happy Thanksgiving. No cost, to, you know. Just I'm, happy I'm the Indian guy with Chinese products. Happy Thanksgiving <laughs> from Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> That's right. Uh, but I, I love that email because it's going to get you a bunch of sales. Yeah. It might get you sales on with no discount because your Black Friday sale hasn't started. Yeah. It'll make people think about your brand in a way that isn't like they won't be like, wow, all these people care about is money. And I think it's the right thing to do is to say happy Thanksgiving to people. I love it when they say it's the right thing to do. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Finally on black Friday there. uh, So we, we did this in native and I remember afterwards we did this analysis and we're like them because we're like looking at our spam rates and I I tried to get this data from triple one. I couldn't, but uh, I was like, you know, how many people can email, how many emails can people spend out on, send out on black Friday before their spam rates start to really go up. We sent out four one black Friday and we're like, this was not enough, it turns out. Spam yeah. rates did not go up. Unsubscribe rates did not go up materially after four emails. 
So I think you can send out four, but here are the three minimums that you have to send out. One is your whole list email with a discount. I would send out to everybody, including people who have not been active. Like, you know, you usually segment out people who have not been active to have high deliverability rates. This is the weekend where that, like, you know, axiom of e-commerce gets thrown out the window and you message every single person you can. So whole list, no, you know, yes, the people who've unsubscribed, you can't reach out to, but everybody else. The only people I'd exclude are people who made a recent purchase so that they don't get the benefit of the discount as well, because, you know, you're trying to price discriminate in that way. And people who have an active subscription, because they're going to be like, wait, apply this to my subscription. You're going to be like, fuck. Yeah. Those are the only two lists that I would segment out. Then I would send out another email. Like if I sent out that email at 6 a.m., at a minimum, I I think you can send out a lot more than this. This is at a minimum. I would send out another email to people who didn't open that email. So if I sent that out at 6 a.m., at noon, I would send out another email to anyone who had not opened up the 6 a.m. email being like, hey, Black Friday at Sharma Brands, buy, 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 buy. Right. Buy one, get one free landing pages. Third email I would send out, no matter what, is anybody at 6 p.m. is people who have not purchased today. I don't care if you opened up email one. I don't Mm -hmm. care if you opened up email two. I don't care if you opened up both of them at some point. You have not made a purchase today. Buy again. Buy, 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 buy. And like the hard part about Black Friday is I think that a lot of e-commerce marketers don't get to celebrate with their family for better or for worse because – you want to be in Clavio and you want to be like, you don't like, you know, there's not enough. Uh, I don't trust determine at the time of sending on Clavio on Black Friday. Yeah. I'm like, I got to make sure that I click send now right away. at the time that I want. Yeah. And like, so I, I be all over it and spend time in it. But at a minimum, I think those are the three emails that you have to send out. Do not send out fewer than those three emails. If you want to send out 15 emails, I can understand that. But the, if you send out less than three, you're doing yourself and your business a disservice. Yeah, fully agreed. I think three is too little. I think it's got to be like seven or eight. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like we were talking about in the beginning, I think you can segment, you could probably segment out based on LTV or based on orders because that would show how engaged somebody is with your brand. Yeah. So if somebody is super engaged, maybe you just need fewer emails or maybe it's like, you know, there's a cohort of people who, who buy once a quarter. So you just hit them on email and text. But the people who don't buy that often, you just hit them on email because it's cheaper. And you can yeah. send higher volume. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great question on like text as well as like how many you should send out. Like yeah. one of the things I've seen uh, people do is say, okay, usually like this doesn't apply to Black Friday because it's such a special day. But like if I send out an email Thursday and I send out a text message with the same offer or whatever it is, I'll actually wait till Friday because I'll try and get anybody who's yeah. purchased for Thursday from Thursday's email or open Thursday's email. So I don't have to send them a text on Friday because it'll help save a little yeah, bit save of money because texts actually cost money while emails don't. Right. So they'll sort of like distinguish and say, okay, this person opened this email and clicked this email. I don't need to send them a text because they already got the email for it. And so I've seen that type of discrimination for text messages, uh, which I think is a really good idea. Here, I think you just send out everybody until they purchase, purchase, purchase. Your last email, and I'm you know 100% joking about this, should be you pointing a, f- a gun at a dog, being like, if you don't purchase, oh I'm going to shoot God. this dog. <laughs> <laughs> and look, at the, at the end of the day, there's just a dog lying down. <laughs> but that's a joke. I could um, be okay if that was a cat. <laughs> Uh, okay. Anyway, I don't think we've got time to get into the other stuff that we've have for today. Uh, but that was our war room for Black Friday, Cyber Monday. Anything you think we didn't cover? I think one thing we didn't cover is affiliates, and more so Ooh, on the side of like, point. like you know, one thing I love doing is 
making a list of all of the affiliate editors and the affiliate writers at Business Insider and BuzzFeed and all these places and just making them aware of what your deal is that's coming up because they are publishing 100 to maybe 400 articles during the holiday period a day and they're all listicles. So each one maybe has 50 slots to get into and um, you may not get like a high placement, but at least you'll get a backlink yeah. and at least you'll get to say that you were in that listicle and I'm sure there's ton, there's ton, millions of people who are going to read those, so you'll get some sales out of it. For sure. In fact, we were just talking about this yesterday um, on Prime Day in October. I was like, I went to like Wall Street Journal and New York Times, and I was like, Yeah, what do you? I don't know what to buy. Exactly. Show me things to buy, and I actually did purchase things that they were advertising on like the Wire Cutter and on Wall Street Journal. Yeah. And you know, one of my friends uh, works at Boxu, which is like a Jap Japan crate business, or like they send you a box of like Japanese products, and it was on Wire Cutter, and it was like you know, great gift to get somebody yeah. who already has everything. And I was like, Wow, this is a great backlink. You're right. And like, you know, a lot of people are still reading Wirecutter. It's on the New York, it's one click on the New York Times to see boxes. So I thought that was really amazing. That is a great point. I think a lot of people underestimate that. Um, and I underestimate how easy it is too. I remember Native, the first time we ever did it, some guy's like, hey, I'm gonna include you for a Father's Day gift. Send me images of your product. And so I sent over images and I was like, do you want a sample? And they're like, yeah, send it whenever you want. And I was like, okay, so you've never tried this, <laughs> uh, but you're gonna include this on the yeah. list. And they're like, yeah. And I was like, all right, well, no problem. I'm yeah. not going to say anything. Go ahead. Yeah. Here's the images. But I think that's a great point. And I think the other part of affiliates that we didn't talk about, which I should have mentioned, is if you have influencer marketers, yeah, you activate the them for Black Friday. Yep. Oh, my God. Liquid Death is offering you. My God. Sharma Brands has yeah. buy one, get one. I don't know if you're actually doing this. Buy one, get one free. Definitely uh, not. Yeah, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, landing pages. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, like uh, sales like that, basically. Uh, like, I would activate all the influencers I can as well. Yeah, 100%. For Black Friday. Because everyone's going to be on Instagram right. looking at other people's Thanksgiving photos exactly. and going through their stories. Exactly. Yeah, good thought exercise would be, um, you know, just like you were saying, where do I go to find inspiration of what to buy? Yeah. Like the wire cutters. Like what are the other versions of that for your customer? Of course. That's yeah. where you got to be. Yeah, yeah. And influence, like, you know, influencer marketing is definitely some of that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, great point. Okay, that's a wrap for the Black Friday Cyber Monday War Room. Uh, really and appreciate it. Went. And season five. Done yeah. with season five. Please, if you're sharing uh, Black Friday sales numbers, tag us. Use hashtag limited supply. Yeah, pod. or just DM us if you don't want to publicly yes. share it. Yeah, we'd love we'll to get keep a it anonymous. Yes, we'd love to get a sense of how your Black Friday went. DM us how it went compared to 2022 so we can get a good sense of this. And at some point uh, post-Black Friday, we're going to do a recap of how Black Friday, Cyber Monday went for brands in 2023. We'll also make a Black Friday. We should make a Black Friday Slack channel in our limited supply Ooh, Slack. Great point. So make sure you go to limitedsupplypod.com and get into the Slack. We'll make a Black Friday channel. And uh, that way everybody can just jam on what's working, what's not working. Make some real-time changes. Great point. Yeah. Yeah, there's a great wins and humble brags there, yeah. uh, which I think will be really active that day. Yeah. Too. Awesome. Awesome. All right. That's a wrap. And we'll see you for season six. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next time to cut through the noise in CPG, retail, and e-commerce. And if you enjoyed this episode, then why not share it with a friend? And be sure to subscribe wherever you listen so you don't miss the next one.